0: And welcome to another episode of Chillin' in the State House, the chillest podcast around for many, many miles. I'm Andrew Ball, one half of the Topeka Capital Journal Statehouse team, joined by the very relaxed, very chill, Jason Tidd, uh, my counterpart. Uh, Jason's off today, but he graciously joined us over the lunch hour. Jason, how are you, sir?
1: Crying purple rain tears uh, the Wildcats lost last night. I don't have reason to go back to Kansas City tonight or Saturday.
0: Yeah, not a great tournament for them. The Jayhawks... Yeah,
1: the the wrong purple team
2: won.
0: (laughs) The Jayhawks have won John Hanna. The Associated Press, however, remain very much alive in the Big 12 tournament.
2: Indeed, and that's that's good for us Jayhawk fans. Even down the head coach. Even down the head coach who's uh, ill
1: but also remains very much alive, and I'm sure everybody is happy to hear that. Uh, yes.
2: So, hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> this
1: this is not your favorite basketball podcast. Yes, yeah. we apologize. Yeah.
2: Well, do we apologize? Do we? No. I mean, people who listen to Chillin' in the state house and enjoy our license to chill – um, probably also follow college basketball during March.
0: And if not they know exactly what they're getting when they listen to those. Yes, podcast. exactly. <laughs> and and I there, know, there
1: is no false advertising. And there. I know this isn't the topic we wanted to discuss today, but since we are not uh, quite on topic quite yet, I just wanted to say that I had originally proposed the idea of Netflix and chillin in the State House as the title of today's <laughs> podcast for a story that Andrew wrote this week.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's actually... Well, actually, probably by the time this podcast comes out, it will be up. But yeah, an interesting bill on whether Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, uh, the favorite streaming service of this podcast, uh, will have to pay uh, franchise fees to local governments. You can check that out on cjonline.com. Uh, but I know something we all covered this week uh, was a bill on the always sexy topic of where the state is putting its money
2: <laughs> woke investing is Yes. that are those the keywords here I allegedly think- woke investing that's yeah. what we're talking about so
0: conservatives across the country have kind of uh raised their ire at uh, companies, money managers who invest money based off of environmental, social, and governance
1: factors. ESG. ESG. Yes.
0: ESG. It's
2: as easy as one, two, three.
1: <laughs> Doing your uh, Jackson 5 impression. Not
2: your voice well. has got to be a little higher, though, to get uh, early uh, pre-adolescent Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't think no. anyone listening wants maybe,
1: that. Maybe that was a... like. Thinking of the young Stephen Johnson TV ads, instead of his childhood password being ABC one two three, it could have been ESG one two three. <laughs> yeah, well, Stephen Johnson he, or, or the or
2: the the uh, R for relentless. Yeah, R for relentless. Or uh, he could do a song called ESG, not for me, or something like that.
0: Well, because he is one of the supporters. Accurate of, that uh, that would
2: be accurate. He he is a supporter of legislation to. Uh, prevent the state from investing its funds, the pension funds, its idle funds, using ESG principles. There are various iterations of that legislation, which we will get into. He
1: and Attorney General Chris Kobach, Attorney General are the Chris, two Chris Kobach, yes. prominent statewide elected officials. Well,
0: we should say in practice. Yeah, the, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, it, it's kind of interesting because the Attorney General supported it. We can get to this in a little bit, a, a more sweeping version of this bill that has kind of gotten pared back. But maybe before we get to that, it's worth noting that in, in practice, really, what this means is it would restrict, we'll use capers because that's, I think, the most the, the, the biggest impact. Prevents capers from using money managers because capers does not make investment decisions themselves. They, they contract with places like BlackRock or Vanguard. Uh, the same places that you might use for your 401k, uh, or Roth IRA.
2: yes. Vanguard, uh, is, manages my 401k on behalf of the Associated Press.
1: Team Fidelity.
2: Team Fidelity. (laughs) Hashtag Team Fidelity. We are
0: Fidel to Fidelity. No,
1: because, uh, we don't want our listeners to think that we are communists. Yeah, not
0: that Fidel. Uh, anyway, (laughs) we really are all over the place today, um, and BlackRock has been the big subject of f- anger from conservatives. Uh, their CEO, Larry Fink, has been very open about his firm's desire, which is, is the largest of its kind, massive in their reach, uh, to steer investment away yeah, from fossil fuels I'm, to I'm, net zero carbon neutral. If
2: I'm remembering correctly i think capers has about what a quarter of its funds with blackrock
0: uh, a little less it's about 19 percent. okay
2: 11 uh, percent was... of that though is is uh in a f- funds that are passively managed in other words you you manage to an index and there aren't a lot of exactly investment at, b- by the way the cost of that passive management is lower than the cost of active management um yeah, what's, what, BlackRock is a particular target, and the supporters of ESG will tell you it's just a taking in more factors when you consider risk, especially the long-term risk associated with investment. For example, you would, if you were going to think about investing – in fossil fuels, the question you would ask yourself is how aggressively is the U.S. going to move toward green energy? And if it's going to move toward green energy aggressively, is it really wise to put a lot of money into fossil fuel companies? That's one of the questions. If you're looking at a company and you want to look at its public safety record, its worker safety record, because if it, for example, has major industrial accidents and is prone to that, that's going to increase costs and maybe make it a less uh, attractive investment. If the governance, you know, you can get into questions like, how much is the CEO paid and does the ceo's potential golden parachute represent a drag on the company's ability for example to invest in research and development all of those kind of broad questions they argue it's not really a boycott of any particular industry or but but more of a market driven consideration of where companies are going uh, amid all the concern about climate change and corporate governance and whatnot.
1: It's almost like another way of looking at potential long-term risk.
0: Yes. Well, and Jason, that's not how a lot of Republicans see it. Well, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of Republicans because I think it raises some really interesting issues for Republicans, but conservatives like the Attorney General do not see it
1: the way John Disker described, right? No, yeah, they, they see it as being woke, Uh or at least their definition of woke, uh, putting uh, their the investors putting their own personal preferences about what a company should or shouldn't do, and using that and the public's monies in the public pension fund to make woke decisions while investing.
2: Well, and and that gets to two two basic issues for conservatives. The first is is this idea of And I'm sorry to use the jargon here, but the fiduciary responsibility, in other words, the responsibility a money manager has in managing your money. And the manager is supposed to act in your interest, not the manager's interest. So that's the first principle Kobach cited. Uh, He says that is a very longstanding principle. core principle of American law. The second thing is the idea that these major corporations, none of whom were elected, are trying to set policy by using their clout in the market and not just leaving it to elected officials to move in that in the direction they want. In other words, instead of going to the legislature and asking them to move the state toward green energy, they're just going to use their financial power to do it. And, you know, we don't get... We, the populace, the voters, don't get to vote on that.
1: So I think there is some argument that in a free market world, exactly. ESG might be a thing that some investors want or might be better in the long run for investing.
2: Well, and, and- well, and, and again... This develops because of a desire in the free market to incorporate these principles into investing. I mean, ESG just didn't pop up because some money manager said, hey, let's be woke and do this. I mean, they, they thought this made good business sense. Um, they thought that they could make money doing this. Well, and there's a bit of a debate because
0: conservatives in support of this kind of legislation point to an argument that ESG funds, funds that solely take this into account, uh, perform at a worse rate than than other funds. and in, in 2022, there was some evidence of this, but if you look at a longer time frame, there are years in which that is not the case. Yeah, and I think it's a much more. You know, if you look at it, <laughs> Any investment for a fixed amount of time, you probably could find a period where that investment does better or worse relative to another investment because the market, I, I, the markets I, I, are fluid. I think,
2: I think it's going to depend on. I mean, as with all of these comparisons, it is going to depend on the time frame and and how you define the
1: data set. I mean, this might be overly simplistic, but if you think of if you want a short term return, invest in oil, and if you want a long term return invest in wind energy. That is, that is a little bit of the...
0: Yeah. Well, and I think there's also an argument from folks in the oil and gas industry in Kansas, mirroring arguments in Oklahoma and Texas, which have an even bigger oil and gas industry, that you know they feel their industries aren't under attack from this kind of thing, and that given the well, number of Kansans employed in that industry and the impact on its economy, they they want policymakers to protect it. Well, and that's, that's, that's,
2: that's not a... That's not an inconsiderable uh, issue in in a state where oil and gas and is a major uh, part of the economy. On the other hand, um, one there is an argument out there that we the state you know i mean we don't have any buggy whip manufacturers anymore as much as my former
1: student newspaper advisor if he listens uh he loved to use a buggy whip analogy
2: well and i mean our own industry it's it's moving more and more online Um, You know, I know there have been people who have been predicting the death of the paper product for 25 years now, but it does seem that more and more people are reading their news online.
0: Well, and I want to dig in a little bit on the Kansas bills, because your story this week, John, I think got at this a bit. I think I covered the original iteration of the bill a month ago, and what was heard this past week in the Senate, Federal and State Affairs, is... Uh, I think in substance similar to what was originally introduced by the attorney general and some other supporters, but there were some changes and some kind of well, the, the uh, Senate, forces at play here.
2: The Senate was going to start with a broader bill than it actually heard. The broader bill not only applied to state government, but it also applied to private in, in, in man, people who are managing private investors' money. And the idea was to take steps to prevent them from going heavy into ESG, and that got scaled back to a piece dealing only with the state, and then a uh, then a disclosure requirement that if you're a private money manager of private funds that you disclose somewhere in your materials that you do use ESG principles. Now, of course, Chris Kobach testified that that's not strong enough. He wants he wants those managers to give you a form like, you know, the one you get in the hospital when you're sick and you, you know, that says, I understand medicine is an art and things may not work out. You you know, hopefully you get that be be, that you get that before the surgery and you sign it. Um, that, that would be, you know, they would tell you, they'd give you this form saying, Hey, the fund you're investing in uses ESG principles, uh, you may not get as great a return. You sign it, understanding that that's a possibility. Though, while that would have that pro- that proposal would have applied
1: to private uh, money managers, there was an exception for religious, yeah, uh, ones. Uh, so, if you have, say, a Christian-based money manager. They would be able to theoretically use ESG principles uh, or their own version of that without disclosing. It well, or
2: you know the the alpha and omega principles or whatever in in Christian investing. I mean, when when Mister Kobach has or Islamic or Islamic, yes, or Jewish, um, and um, or Hindu or Buddhist, for that matter. Um, when Mr. Kobach had a news conference and discussed this, I asked him about you know wait, let's say a christian uh investing fund investment fund that didn't invest invest in liquor or gambling for example
1: uh, while it, if your eyes have kind of glazed over at this point, maybe the uh two details you need to hear to show you why it matters came from the capers uh director
0: yeah well so the the updated version of the bill still brought a lot of concerns from capers um their director alan conroy said this week that over 10 years uh it would cause 3.6 billion dollars in losses uh to the trust fund that would drop it uh the funded ratio which is
2: 72 percent right now
0: yeah it would drop it to around 60 percent well and 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 wipe out basically all the investments that legislators have made a pretty concerted effort 10
2: years of progress we would he said the state would go back to where it was in 2012 when everybody was really really worried about the long-term health of the capers fund the thing i think what Alan Conroy was saying was that they'd have to fire all their existing money managers, find new ones in a market that doesn't have completely non-ESG money managers, and I think he even suggested they just have to park everything in lower in bonds and get a lower yield. Right. I think this
0: this is not necessarily an acknowledgment that we have oodles of money in ESG funds. It's it's a reflection that The places where Vanguard or or BlackRock are putting their money are companies that might violate the definitions laid out in the bill. And
2: what Alan Conroy said was that the definitions in that bill are broad enough that even even money managers who don't use ESG principles for Kansas, they might have to fire them because they have an ESG fund over here or... Uh, he suggested even had a newsletter or had a CEO running around making speeches about the benefits of ESG, the alleged benefits of ESG. What was interesting was you got a similar analysis and in Indiana, when Indiana started working on this legislation from their pension fund, and their estimate was about $6.7 billion over uh, 10 years. And at scale, it's about comparable. Our pension fund is roughly 25 billion dollars in assets there's roughly 45 billion and they they had uh, and we're gonna uh, we'll touch on this they also had bankers association the bankers association and the state chamber coming out against the original version of the bill and had to rewrite it here you know it was the bankers association the credit unions the state chamber of commerce all came out Against that first version of the bill, now they're neutral on the the watered down version.
0: Well, and I think it fundamentally they don't really care if if the state tells capers don't invest with BlackRock. They just don't want their members, who they say you know the, the bank on Main Street, to be restricted in who they can and can't. Well, lend and the to, real the beyond real, like the fair lending.
2: The real concern clause. was not so much. The restrictions in the bill, but the legal liability they could create. You're a bank, you declined to loan money to somebody, and that person turn around, turns around and says, hey, wait a minute, you're using ESG. I know you are. I'm going to sue you. And you get sued. And then, you know, that's costly. And they just they didn't want to step into that. Eric Stafford, the veteran lobbyist for the Kansas Chamber, said, you know, this is for us a matter of preserving the free market. The free market, he said, will work. His argument is that you're already starting to see in cases where uh, ESG, where there are investment managers who use ESG and it's and their returns aren't as good, they're starting to back off of it because of the market. And, you know, a lot of folks who the pension, I mean, like the NEA's lobbyist, Tim Graham, you know, was really worried about what this means for the pension fund. And, you know, his point was, here. his argument was, here we are messing with this, And we're not discussing a COLA for CAPERS participants. Cost of of living. Cost of living adjustment, yes. We're not talking about when a CAPERS member dies, there's a lump sum benefit that hasn't been uh, increased for 30 years. We're not talking about that. And there's a a new, relatively new uh, uh, pension plan for employees, I think, after 2012, if I'm remembering. And uh, – A lot of uh, public employee groups don't think it's working very well and needs to be reformed. And his point was you're galloping off on this issue, which is is basically a culture war issue that's intended to keep the conservative base riled up instead of actually dealing with the real problems that exist. I I know the conservatives don't feel that way. They view ESG as a, a real problem.
0: An interesting issue. Uh, we, I think we'll probably get some amendments to that bill. It oh, yeah. sounds like some desire to maybe work with capers and change some, some of the things they might object to and, and go from there. As far as legislation getting passed, uh, real quick, we do want to note um, a bill we've discussed plenty of times on this podcast. Ban on transgender athletes and girls and women's sports is headed to Governor Kelly's desk uh, with a veto-proof majority in the Kansas Senate a very clear path to a veto proof majority in the house though there will be one imagines be plenty of lobbying behind the scenes on the part of lgbt activists to change that Uh, we'll have plenty on that i'm sure in the in the weeks to come and uh, Jason do you want to do the I feel like we should have like a weekly tax update from you uh, until we go signy die <laughs> but uh, <you laughs> is want... that
2: signy die or sinadia die? since latin
0: is a dead language I'm not if cuz latin's a dead language I think you can pronounce it however you want and be safe sign die die
2: yes okay, we, we
1: apologize for any lawyers listening to the podcast who actually know a little bit of latin and are or priests, or, priests or latin professors uh, our latin pronunciation yes
2: if you are a latin professor and want to correct our pronunciation of latin uh, call andrew ball at the topeka capital <laughs> journal
1: uh, so uh, the there were two big discussions related to taxes this week uh if you are a homeowner, you recently got or should have received your new home appraisal in the mail. I know John, you and I both got ours. Yes, from the we did. Mine went
2: up almost thirty percent,
1: and mine was eleven percent. I think the Shawnee County
2: average was thirteen uh, percent, which suggests to me that they had been undervaluing my home. And
0: it is a lovely home.
2: It is. I think so.
1: The the, the turtle is the reason for the... the Yeah, they finally
2: discovered the turtle and the turtle, the super turtle pen and upgraded because of that. And, you know, coming into this
1: legislative session, if you were a regular listener to this podcast, you probably knew that tax cuts were going to be a major point of discussion and there'd be a wide range of proposals. But a lot of the focus so far has been on income taxes, particularly retirement income, including Social Security, plus uh, a flat income tax. And then, particularly from the governor, it's been food sales tax cut and the feminine hygiene products and a back-to-school sales tax holiday. Uh, House Democrats last fall were saying, especially House Minority Leader Vic Miller, a Democrat from Topeka, who held up his appraisal uh, letter at a press conference this week, uh, were saying we need to do something about property
2: taxes. We, we should note that back in the day, and I mean back, back in the day, the mid-80s, late-80s, uh, John Carlin's administration, so probably ending in the mid-80s, uh, Representative Miller was the director of the property valuation division over at the Department of Revenue. So,
1: so somebody who has a background in property taxes. Yes, somebody taxes who has, all, as
2: well as having served on city council here in the county commission. So, somebody who, yes, has a very deep background in property taxes. And uh, the press conference was
1: essentially to say, "Hey." property taxes are an issue we are hearing from our constituents that they are upset about rising home values that would ostensibly lead to higher property taxes if mill levies aren't changed to a revenue neutral rate uh and we want something to be done about it uh, there are three proposals hadn't had bill hearings yet on the house side uh The House tax chair, uh, Representative Adam Smith, a Republican from Weskin, apologies if I'm mispronouncing Weskin, he uh, was in the back of the room during the press conference, and I talked to him afterward, and uh, looking at the calendar for next week, uh, one of the Democratic proposals is on there, Uh, a different proposal that the democrats have is actually something that both republicans and democrats support in both the house and the senate uh it would essentially equate to a $57.50 tax cut for any home owner whose home is valued at $65,000 or more well
2: and and there 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 are a couple of things that there's some factors here that make property taxes probably the most unpopular tax in kansas the first is you pay it on your property whether you made any income from that property or not so you're a retiree living on a fixed income and you own your house outright you've paid off the mortgage you still pay property taxes Um, the second thing is how the appraisers determine the value of your home is a mystery I can't tell you, based on the notice, why my house, the value went up to 30%, except that they looked at comparable sales, and this is supposed to be about fair market value. I mean, I literally did not do anything, I didn't add a wing, I didn't add a garage, I didn't do anything like that that would inc- I, I didn't increase the footprint of the house now maybe they like the paint colors i put on the wall but i don't since they didn't knock on the door and look in i don't know how they would know that um so that's one thing the second thing is of course the mill levy your valuation can go down but the mill levy can go up the mill levy being the tax rate um and then
1: a a uh something that Adam Smith and also Karen Tyson, the Senate tax chair, a Republican from Parker, uh, they have both pointed to, you are paying your property tax all at once. I mean, for me with my mortgage, I'm paying it. Yeah, twice a year, but But, once a
2: year, I get a notice whether my escrow fund needs more or less. And so they
1: say, you know, if, if you had to, instead of paying your sales tax whenever you go to the grocery store or buy a truck or whatever, if you got a bill at Christmas time saying, here's what your sales tax for the year is, you would be much more up in arms about that.
2: Well, yes. And the other thing for legislators is reining in property taxes is difficult because you have all, it's cities, counties, school districts, any number of little boards, little districts issue m- imposed property taxes. And, um, and so there are only a limited number of ways to fix that if you're a legislator. You can send local governments more money, uh, which is one of the Democratic proposals, but then you take the chance that they just increase their spending. You can impose a tax lid... But then you either handcuff local governments pretty severely or it has so many loopholes that it doesn't work. There's a transparency law that, that works only if local officials feel that any kind of increase in revenue from property taxes uh, will make constituents mad so i mean it's just it's a hard and what what is interesting i'll throw this out because i see andrew's eyes glazing over here um you know who came up with property taxes progressives and do you know which board game was based on monopoly yes they thought it would be Uh, They thought it would be a great way to teach kids about how bad wealthy robber barons were and how a single tax, the property tax, was the way to go. And, And actually, there's a lot of discussion about Parker's brothers getting in there and really stealing the idea from somebody, but...
1: And if you want to read more about property taxes, there is a subscriber-only story up today, today being Friday, on the Capital Journal website, Uh, and also if you're in Salina or Hutch, it should be on your newspaper websites too, and there will be a related story coming out uh, on the Senate food sales tax plan and the exemption that would mean local governments would ostensibly have to increase property taxes to compensate for a sales tax cut, except for the fact that... Uh, the Senate president has now rolled out a plan to make them whole.
2: Yeah. I, I would note probably the other thing that's driving Vic Miller's interest in this is he's been around – well, actually, uh, probably predates me in the Jurassic Age. But back in the late 80s, the legislature uh, and and voters added it to the Constitution, redid how property taxes are calculated and they got it wrong the first time and it had to be adjusted by another constitutional amendment but in the late 80s there was a big prairie fire of opposition to what was happening with property taxes and i mean late 1989 there was a rally with about two or three thousand angry angry people and uh, Governor Mike Hayden was not there and wouldn't come out and somebody said well the governor won't come out and talk to us let's go in and talk to him and they all flooded into the state house and I remember uh, of course this is about the time the Berlin Wall came down and I remember one democratic led legislator said to me now I know how the communist government in Prague felt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so it can it can don't i mean it can ignite a real political firestorm if if legislators don't deal with it and thinking of constitutional amendments on property taxes that
1: is another problem yeah. of the house democrat proposal
2: yes you could call it a
0: three-legged stool approach. Ah! Ah! <laughs> the cliche is
2: back no no I knew that would fire John up. I hate that analogy. I think somebody just made it up to make money.
0: Do you hate it more or less than school children proposing new state symbols? At,
2: at least with state symbols, uh, there are school children, innocent school children behind it. I think this is a pernicious metaphor. Let's find a different one. Also, I want it noted that I. I i want you know there's a bill to name the state land fossil i still think i should be named the state land fossil all the legislators listening and i know there are many of you uh
1: make it happen what what would be better is if they make you the state land fossil in the bill
2: and then they got and go the bill
1: it it, it would be a better representation
2: (laughs) yeah if if these uh if these kids wanted if they wanted a real lesson somebody needs to form an anti-state symbol association and come up with a study that says it 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 lowers economic development or something they
1: they they can join with the anti-specialty license and then see the anti yeah
2: exactly and then that the association can hire a lobbyist and they can take legislators out for dinner and, and discuss this with them in a place where the kids can't get to them. And, you know, they need, you know, they need to have the full, full experience. <laughs> on that
0: note, if you want to read all of our statehouse coverage, Jason promoting very, very nicely some of, some of our work on cjonline.com, you can go there or you can follow us on Twitter at cj online like us on facebook jason where can they find you and your wildcat tears on twitter jason underscore tid i am at andrew ball b-a-h-l my tears will be that my wisconsin badgers won't be making the ncaa tournament
1: n-i-t-n-i-t
0: indeed n-i-t-e-s-g it's all the same to me (laughs) john where
2: can they find your work online (laughs) on twitter at A P J D hannah and then of course uh, www.apnews.com backslash hand movement Kansas and I I anticipate uh, I will either be uh, tears of disappointment when KU exits the tournament or tears of joy when they win the national championship again okay. I mean, my, my I
1: personal got. hope was that K State would beat KU in the big 12 tournament and then case state would beat KU in the national ncaa tournament
2: the final that's the final we want kuk state i think yeah.
1: the state would burn to the ground <laughs> uh, I, kelly would have to the governor Laura kelly would have to put on a sweater with the jayhawk and wild that didn't work and out so it, much it, for brown back
2: the last time he also governor on his uh, yes he did he was trying to be ecumenical and and at some point I think the story said he got booed at the game. Of course, and, and this was the, the height of the, the tax experiment. The TV experiment.
1: commentators said, "Oh, the fans don't like that he won't pick which." School yeah, he wants they to they four. they
2: clearly were not up on the politics going on at that time. Of which, course,
1: I, I'm not going to blame sports commentators yeah. from outside of Kansas for not knowing Kansas politics. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know sports going on outside of Kansas. Well, if the sports commentators or anyone else want to get caught up on Kansas politics...
0: And they do. We have a podcast for that. Uh, you can listen to Children in the Statehouse, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. Jason? Andrew? John? Andrew, Jason. A pleasure as always, gentlemen. yes. Yes our license to chill remains what do you say we renew that license to chill next week
2: yes same same time same place have a good week y'all